Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Warning. The SCP Foundation Audio Archive is classified. Access by unauthorized personnel is strictly prohibited. Perpetrators will be tracked, located, and detained. Imago, Part 2 of 5, Archived Report, J. Clark, S.J. Due to the intimate nature of this subject, i.e. all who read this will surely, Christ willing, know me and I them, and its current neutralized state, I'm going to keep this academic hot air to a minimum. I have no desire or need to impress any of you. You're my colleagues, and I think we all understand that there's no need to hide what this is beneath jargon and posturing. 3004-1 is a deity, if you wish to define a thing as such. A deity is a creature of law, ritual, and belief. Certainly, its existence doesn't shake my faith. Nothing has, and I doubt a curious thought form attached to cicadas and greenery will shake it yet. It is not infinite, and it is not all-knowing. Quite the opposite. Its limits are apparent. Cut off from a few rituals and direct believers, 3004-1 ceased all activity. There have been no resurgence events, nary a peep. Truthfully, what little we have left of a history of a Kate Laji, the singers in the vulgar English, is quite interesting. Based around the Sitsa Data Lusulenta and its apparent rebirth and what have you, it wasn't just a fringe juridic sect. This was nationwide. They were respected members of society. There were signs of them in Wales and Scotland. So of course, before the inevitable violence, the Catholic Church, in its ever-ineffable wisdom, may the Lord my God forgive me for blaspheming his one true church on this earth, of course, etc., etc., did attempt to bring them into the fold. Before the complete eradication of Akit Laji from the face of history in an unprecedented act of violence and usage of anomalous objects that many would see as foolhardy, maybe even horribly unwise, may the O5 Council forgive me for the slight against the forefather of the foundation, of course, etc., etc., the parishes in certain rural regions of Ireland seemed more singer than Christian. This is all we know. This is all that is left. The eradication of their rituals, of their culture, of their impact on Ireland and the world at large was snuffed out with an alarming thoroughness. Not unprecedented, certainly, but consider the fact that this happened in the late 1700s. This was the desperate act of an early incarnation of what we all became. Foolhardy and harsh, yes but I truly cannot say that we would not have done the same, given what little we know of 3004-1's effects on our material plane. Of course, given the English view of the Irish at the time, it is not overly cynical to imagine that the Royal Society relished the chance to destroy the culture and impact of a Kitlaji. 
So total was their destruction that the extinction of Ascitsadeta lucilenta, charmingly known as the stained glass cicada, became an opportunity to even wipe their sacred animal from the memory of man. The deforestation of Ireland certainly led to the death of their species, but one must wonder if their extinction came from a more direct source. This, of course, is all merely speculation. Maybe the sacred animal merely followed their deity. Certainly, it speaks to the fear they felt if the royal society and the congregation would enact the destruction of an entire animal species. A harmless creature, cousin to the new forest cicada. Perhaps they feared that cut off from ritual, 3004-1 would manifest through them. The idea, certainly, is not ridiculous. There is a strong connection between belief and fact. Perhaps their fear would have even made it so. Given the fact that Ketlaji were upright members of society, one can imagine that the resonance within their rituals that 3004-1 felt were mere happenstance. In my opinion, there is no reason to assume that this entity is at all related to the Ketlaji and their beliefs. Something in them, I hypothesize, spoke to this thing, and it acclimated itself to their belief system. Think of it as something floating in a place close to ours, maybe layered above or beneath. Perhaps there are many creatures like it there. I doubt that an entity like this would exist alone, although I have no proof of this besides the certitude of my gut. Through these repetitions of behavior, through these beliefs, it was able to act on our plane, and it became what it was molded by. There is also no reason to assume 3004-1 to be malevolent. It is disingenuous to think of such an entity in terms of good and evil. Given the focus that Kitlaji had on life and death, along with the imagery of Christ the Savior's death on the cross, it stands to reason that the 3004-1 manifestations would be violent. It spoke the only language it knew, the language of blood, wood, glass, and sacrifice. Perhaps the brutality of its manifestations, of the events associated with the 3004 rituals, could have been the 3004-1 entity interpreting the very real subjugation of the Irish people at the time. There is no reason to assume that the lives of its followers would not be just as important to the entity as their rituals. Certainly, the language of death and rebirth of a cicada, of a scourging at the pillar, present in the rites of Roman Catholicism, especially in the era of its neutralization, and what is theorized to have been the rituals of a Ketlaji could have lent to all of the violence, to the harshness of it all. Faced with their god, a terrifying thing that sowed discord, there is no record of their reaction. There is only record of their destruction. One would imagine them to have been horrified, yet to have necessitated their destruction, they very well may have followed the entity's whim, however alien. No proof has been found to point towards either hypothesis. But again, this is all conjecture. We simply do not know enough to take any approach to this object other than making sure it never comes back. I do not believe we will be unable to deal with something such as this, given the current technologies available to us, but it is best not to awaken a sleeping giant, as it were.
Given what we have here, I can offer no advice. Whenever we rarely find something that our predecessors missed, we will catalog it, learn what we can about what we destroyed, and move on to other things. Thanks for listening. Part 3 will be out in a week. For early and ad-free episodes, you can follow us on Patreon. Links are in the description. Intro music was from Punch Deck. You can find more at soundcloud.com punch-deck. Rating, reviewing, and sharing always helps. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. Huntington's disease is a hereditary degenerative disease of the brain. If you took schizophrenia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and you mix them all together, you would have Huntington's disease. Learn more at curehd.ca.